0: It up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. So no would be standing away? He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh! Graham hey! grab for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. This is the Buckeye show.
1: Yes, it is. I hope all you fine Buckeye fans are doing well tonight. We've got Buckeye basketball back on the air for the first time in nine days. And the last time they played was a game that came together late. They just scheduled it in the last three or four days. It was IUPUI. They got that win. Thank goodness they got out there to play a game. So it was only a nine-day layoff. And it's right back to Big Ten action. And they're on the road. And they're playing at a place where they haven't won a game since 2015. I'm Timmy Hall. Joining us tonight... We're just going to be basketball tonight. Consider this your warm-up show right now because we'll turn it over to network coverage at 7.15. He'll be with me the whole, every step of the way, even for post-game coverage tonight. So I'm excited about that. Joey Lane, everybody. What's up,
2: Joey? Uh I'm just happy to be back, and I'm happy that Ohio State is playing hoops. All the, it's like weeks, months between games now. Crazy.
1: I know. How, how have you been? How's how's the? I can't say Happy New Year. It's January twenty seventh. <laughs> It's like the, I kind of did, but I said I can't say that, it, so I won't. It, it's like the curb your enthusiasm. Yes, bit. you get eight. Yeah. you get eight days. I think right. Right. right exactly. Maybe and it was then, less than that. Maybe why, it was like a and why, week.
2: And why is it always Happy New Year? Maybe it's just hey, nice New Year. You know,
1: nice Plus, New Year. I
2: don't. Hey, that's just don't ask me. Ask Larry David. But but yeah, don't try to
1: change. Don't try to change up common phrases. It, yeah, just let them be.
2: Exactly. No. No. It's all, all good though. All been good. Um, happy to be back here. Happy to be talking hoops.
1: Um. Big, I have, big one tonight. I, I have noticed something about you. I feel like every game that the Buckeyes have on the schedule, you've been saying that it's going to be the Justin Arns game. And you were wrong about that the last time. I, I haven't I haven't tweeted that yet tonight. So I'm hoping that
2: maybe, <laughs> but, just
1: maybe, I'm the reason why he's not shooting so you well. You know, every single game that we play technically needs to be the Justin Arns game. 100%. Because the next time he shows up will be the first time in six or seven basketball games now. So it's needed. And I don't know if you saw an update that I didn't hear walking around the last 30 minutes about Michi Johnson and Jamari Wheeler. The Jamari thing kind of threw you back a little bit when you heard Chris Holtman say his name yesterday. It's like, oh boy, or two days ago, whenever that press conference was. That would make things awfully tough, even though I did hear that Jimmy Sotos was having some really good practices. And you like that, you know they trust that guy. But you... You can't, you can it's only take different. so many injuries, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, it, part of me, when I saw that Michi and, and Jamari
2: weren't playing, I was like, do I have any more eligibility? Like, this is my moment. Like, I, you know, you don't root for that. You don't root for injuries. You don't want your teammates to get hurt. But like a small part of, I would say every single walk on probably any end of the bench guys, like all I need is an opportunity. And like, this would have been the game where Holtman would have said, Hey Joe, like you're going to play 10, 12 minutes. Like. Be ready. Get some extra conditioning in. Get some extra well, shots up.
1: Didn't that happen with you a couple times? Yeah. I'm not talking about end of game blowouts. You're either getting crushed or you're crushing somebody. I thought you had a stretch late I, in the season where you played some yeah. Big Ten minutes. Yeah, I did. It was
2: it was different though. Like you know, it was you know, Luther was in foul trouble one game and Dwayne made like a behind the back pass and I got to play like a four minute stretch in the first half a couple games. And it, and that's like a hey, don't mess up when you get in there sort of deal. Like. Be get be the do the right things, play hard and you'll be fine. Like if you're open, shoot it, but like don't mess up. I'm talking more of like, hey, you're in the rotation this game. If if I sub you in and then sub you out, you're gonna go back in again. Whereas the last time I knew when I came out,
1: I was like, All right That was it. That was it. That you can put fun. the warm ups back on. <laughs>
2: exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: No, but Jimmy Sotos is a little bit different he's a different dude, you know, totally. with, with what he did at Bucknell and you remember that game that he was playing for Ohio State when he had at the, the season-ending injury? Yeah, oh. he was great. I think he had. I went back and looked at that box. He was up at around like 25, 26 minutes. Yeah, that was in that game. C.J. Walker
2: was hurt. Jimmy was starting. I, he had six points and a bunch of assists in the first half. I, me, and Jimmy go way back. He's from Illinois. Him, me, and his older brother Danny played basketball growing up together. I remember when Jimmy had Ohio State in like his top three. And I was texting Danny like, dude, is he going to be a Buckeye? Like, what's going on? And he didn't tell me anything until he committed. And he was like, Joey, that was the hardest thing ever to not tell you that he was coming. <laughs> but Jimmy, to make Buckeye Nation, if if Jamar is not playing, to make you guys all feel a little bit better, um, he committed to Bucknell. But he had all, he had an offer from Northwestern that he turned down, I believe, like towards the end of his recruitment. So like, he's a Big Ten
1: player since high school. That's interesting. Yeah. Why? Do you know anything about why he wouldn't have? Wanted to stay in Chicago, go to Northwestern? It's a great question. I, I think, and these are all like
2: kinda of rumors, but like you know, it's Bucknell was with him through thick and thin. They were on him early. They, okay, you know, they're yeah. a great mid major team.
1: Paying respect to the team that was recruiting. Exactly. Him. Like you can't yeah. just hop in and, and steal the steal our guy away. You gotta be, oh, like, that's Duke, fair. You gotta be like
2: Duke to be doing that. I stuff.
1: respect that. Yeah. Yeah. And and look look how it worked out. I mean, he's not starting and he's had to take on a little bit different of a role. I'm sure. You know, Jimmy took this chance when he came to Ohio State, as any good ball player would, thought that they could, you know, crack in and be a, a guy that plays
2: big minutes. I, I w- he probably didn't want to have any regrets of, like, you know, I should have played at the highest level. there doesn't get any better than playing at the big right, 10 Right, needed level. to try, at least. Just prove himself. And he, I would say he's proven that he is a big 10 basketball player. I Yes. He I'm belongs. Exci- I'm
1: exci- He belongs. Exactly. I, it's just different at Ohio state, right? If, if he were at Northwestern or at one of the other big 10 programs, you you just never know how rosters are going to break down. And yeah. with the pandemic hitting and super seniors and totally rosters expanding, it's just been hard for him to get out on the floor. Yeah. yeah Jimmy didn't think that Jamari
2: Wheeler was going to become available and transfer into Ohio state. If you, we don't have Jamari Wheeler, Jimmy's our point guard. You know what I mean? Like it, he came to Ohio State thinking that eventually he was going to get the keys to the car when C.J. Walker left, and and you know obviously, like you said... The injury probably had something to do with it, with how the coaching staff
1: was thinking. How's he ever going to come back from this? That's the number one. What if,
2: what if Jimmy didn't get hurt? Because he was playing the best basketball of his career when in that Rutgers game. He was unbelievable. So, I don't know. I, I would be excited for him to get an opportunity tonight.
1: I Yeah. I mean, I would be more excited if we have... Both guys, Michi Johnson and Jamari Wheeler back. That's not saying anything bad about Jimmy. That's me as a Jimmy Sotos fan, not an Ohio State basketball. No, I I am a Jimmy Sotos fan because I feel whenever you need minutes out of that guy, he's always ready to go. He's steady. He's maybe had one game you know throughout the past season that I can remember where he just slopped the ball around. Yeah. And you're like, oh, get get him out of here. You know? Like if you're gonna come in. And it's the opportunities are rare. You got to take care of the basketball. Like that's 100%. the first ask. There was one game I think out of all these that I we're think talking it was about. It might have been the Florida game. Because yeah. at Seton Hall, he was good. He had really good minutes against Seton Hall. Oh, yeah. He had uh, he had one game this year where it might have been like four assists. Well, shoot. Just look at the last game. He was awesome. Look at what he was against IUPUI. He got his chance to granted, shine a little bit. Granted, it's it was, IUPUI, but still. But look how he
2: looked. Nine assists, seven like points that. or something like that. Yeah, he was he was awesome. And I'm a big Jimmy Soto's fan. I, I think that, obviously, it's not Jamari Wheeler, but he's different, too. Like, he... Almost brings more on offense than Jamari does in a different way. Jamari, Granite has been shooting the ball awesome. Makes plays. But, I don't know, Jimmy kind of is a little bit more lethal from the outside. Probably
1: a better passer, too. It's just different. You guys are listening to the Jimmy Soto Show. here <laughs> on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome. In the next segment, we'll talk about what his favorite color is. And then at 633, what is Jimmy Soto's favorite TV show? All right. More about Jimmy. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm looking at this team and I like what I've seen. You look at the overall picture. They're right at the top of the Big Ten standings. It's hard to ask for anything more considering how the term I used earlier today is choppy. There's just been no rhythm. It hasn't been fluid. It's hard to sort of explain. I asked Coach Holtman the other day if he felt that this season was even weirder than last and he and he stopped me there because arenas were empty last year the pandemic had just started he was like eh, it's not and I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily say it's that weird but it has been challenging it's been it's been a very tough one when you consider the stops the starts you can't really get your groove cuz you speak to it as a basketball player the way that you have ebbs and flows in a game you certainly have those in a season as well to- totally i mean sometimes a break is needed, right? Like maybe you
2: are on a little bit of a skid or you've played three games in five days, you know, whatever the case may be, and you need a break. Like this is not when Ohio State needs a break. Um No, it's, it's pretty remarkable to have a stretch where they are playing one game in two weeks,
1: basically. That's what the standard Christmas break is, right? Your longest break of the year.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, uh, over. maybe when you're in high school. (laughs) I mean, I, I think... I remember, like, over Christmas, we got, like, three days off. You know, I mean, it's just... You don't really have that
1: long of a break, maybe because you play like on the twenty second or twenty third, right? And, Most big schools would have. Yeah, a home and then you play
2: again on the twenty seventh. I mean, it, it, you and you, that might be a trip, right? Right, where you yeah, go, and you're, you're go right somewhere. back at it. Yeah, it's it's hard to gain momentum and gain consistency, and like when you're playing different lineups because Michi Johnson's hurt, these guys have never played with each other besides practice. It's like you know, it's tough when you're throwing guys in who are playing more minutes with more guys. It, it becomes tough. It it's hard to get. That momentum as a team, especially like when you look at pre COVID Ohio State, I mean, we were one of the best teams in the Big Ten, if not the country, and now it's just trying to get our footing back, like that's frustrating. And you can't get your footing back when every other game is getting postponed or canceled.
1: Yeah. It's just not fair. And you know, this Minnesota team tonight, I I think a lot of us Buckeye basketball fans share in that we don't have a good read on who this Golden Gopher totally. team is. They have a new coach. They don't have one of these Marcus Carr dudes anymore. This Thank this God. guy, Battle, is someone that can go off for 30 if he gets hot, if he's out there. They've got game-time decisions, too, with Eric Curry, their big guy, and Jameson Battle, their their score, their scoring threat. But it, it just, you don't know. You know you've struggled there. You know the barn. I, I've always wanted to check out the barn. Awesome. I love venues and Williams Williams Arena, mm-hmm. right? That's what yep. it's called. Yeah, yep. the the barn, aka. Yeah. It's just one of these classic old places. The floor is elevated. You guys, I think, hate that as players. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. but it, it has a
2: an interesting, unique it's kind just of look. Cool. It's. I'm a fan. I think it is a top tier atmosphere in the Big Ten for sure, and sure. it's rocking. Like we played them when they were becoming relevant again. Um, in the patino era it was richard yeah that was the f- that, i've only played there once uh in four years The only place i only played there once but it was it's such an awesome atmosphere even like you know my dad went to every big ten arena while i was in school but we only played at minnesota once and it was my freshman year so he even went there after i graduated that's how much he wanted to go to minnesota huh. um i mean it's it's just unbelievable this team though you're 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 spot on there no one's got a good read on them because they're like brand new i i liken it a lot to my junior year, the first year of the Holtman era, just minus a Cata Bates-Diop, really. Um, just because this team is is new, there's... Bits and pieces from old Minnesota teams, but also new guys that their new coach has brought in. They played well. They're playing All well. All things They're considered. Clearly really the team well. is buying into whatever Coach Johnson is preaching. They almost beat Michigan State too. Exactly. That's. I mean, they, they are a really good team and no one expected them to be good. It's like exactly the same makeup as that first Ohio State team. It's just without the Big Ten
1: Player of the Year on the team. Do you remember the last Ohio State win? Remember what was going on that night I, I, at, at Minnesota, clearly?
2: I would, I, I would assume it's... It's pre-Joey Lane, because we didn't beat them, so it's got to be that Angel Russell game where he had a billion points. There, there you
1: go. I was going to say, it had a name. Like, when you can put a name to a game... You had to have, like,
2: 20-something in the first half. 25 he, or something in the yes, first half. Yes! They like, seven threes. Yes. Yeah, I, I watched that game at
1: Jack Leeb's house in high school. He that's had? can tell exactly did? where I was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was watching... And we almost lost, right? I was watching that game with Is Beamer. I think I was watching that game with Beamer here at the station. He... He had 25 and in the Loving, first half. Mark Loving game winner. Mark Loving had a game winner with about five and a half seconds left in the lane. The last game that Mark Loving really played that year. Boy. Because we were so
2: good at that point, too. And then we just slowly moved down to like a 10 seed. Because we were preseason like top
1: 15. Mark Loving, I think, because we've been talking a lot about, it's interesting that that name popped up when we're about to talk <laughs> EJ Liddell. <laughs> it really is, and I don't want to just sit here and despair. Two time Mr.
2: Basketball, Mark Loving, right? At least once in Ohio.
1: I think uh, he was two he times. Two timer. I think he was just like he's pretty insane. There you go. There's a. Off to look link that to up. Them. I know he had one. I'll check. It, it's not on the. Just just wait till we wait okay. till the break okay. here. We'll get we'll get that. We're about to. That's crazy though. But <laughs> boy, I just I never remember. I'll never forget. I mean, how Mark Loving when they lost that. Abysmal performance in the Big Ten tournament. Everyone really felt that Thad's tenure was winding down with how the teams were performing. Oh, they were. right. I think there was <laughs> there was still like half a shot clock left, and you were going to lose. But it's about optics, right? It's about playing to the end. And I just remember like a sunk head and just sort of swinging the arms and like heading off like to the side of the court. It's hard for me with to talk like bad about teammates. Se- I know, I know, and but, I don't want you to. It's I, just, I don't disagree. It's just the memories that I have and I, I, I was feel that for that. Cause also. you, you want to be, if you're going to be an impact player, you're going to be a starter for a long time for a Big Ten team. You want the memories like they're going to be for EJ. And he's still writing his book too. And I think that's where we're going to get into it. There's some sound from Chris Holtman yesterday and a lot of it's been about EJ Liddell and his legacy with him about to hit a thousand. And they're not even making any bones about it that he's gone. He's gone. And, yeah. and it's interesting to hear a coach. Sort of a modern thing for a coach to. I kind of like it. I do too. It's yeah. refreshing. We know he's gone. It helps Let's the team. no distractions. Yeah. yeah, he did. He's an all-American. He tested the waters last year. This is the process. That's how it goes. So, what is EJ Liddell? What is he going to look like in the NBA? I want to ask you. And whereabouts is he going to get drafted? And we've got some great sound from Chris Holtman talking about his star from yesterday. Joey Lane is sitting is sitting in with me here today. We're getting ready for the Minnesota tip off at eight o'clock. It's the Buckeye Show on the Fan.
0: Season ticket holder from day one. Us two now and forever your flagship home of the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Block O on the radio. This is the Buckeye Show.
1: What's going on, everybody? Timmy Hall here with you. Got our guy, Joey Lane, part of the Towel Gang. Nice of him to come in here when we're on a, a basketball-heavy night. We're talking about the Buckeyes, ranked number 16 in the country, getting ready for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. At the barn, 8 o'clock tip-off. The network coverage is going to start at 7.15. So here at 7 o'clock, we'll get Ron Stokes. We'll get the captain on here. I'll just walk out of the studio. I'll let you two <laughs> guys talk basketball. He'll end it with a go, box, and then... We'll be on our way to tip-off time at six thirty-three. Coming up in the next segment, Joey Lane's got a special gift. He's going to show it to us all. But I want to talk about EJ Liddell here, and let me start off with the head coach for the Buckeyes, Chris Holtman, because this press conference was was kind of good. You can watch the whole thing at OhioStateBuckeyes.com. EJ was there. I don't know. I don't know if they posted EJ. On the school website. It wasn't there yesterday when I checked, but some of the other sites have him up there as well. But it was just, you know, there's milestones to be had. EJ is about to hit a thousand points, so it gets you thinking big picture with him. Coach Holtman's about to get his 100th win as the Ohio State basketball coach. That's pretty significant as well. But, you know, EJ's a great player. I think it's time we start to appreciate what he's been and at the same time hope for him to have a good finish to the season because he came back for a reason not just to improve but to not let losing to Oral Roberts be the last thing that you remember as far as postseason play but here's a little Holtman on what it's been like coaching EJ it's been phenomenal I think he's had a phenomenal you know again I there's so much of our
0: season left to be played and he's going to be faced with a lot of challenges but it's just
1: I think he's had a phenomenal uh, career here that I think he hopes uh, continues to grow I mean, I have, I've just loved every day coaching him. And we've, we've coached him. We've pushed him because he's, he's, we want him to experience everything uh, that he wants in his life and that his family wants for in his life. And for that to happen, he's got to continue to grow as a player. It's a pretty cool way to put it there at the end. Yeah. From I, Holtman. I
2: just, first of all, I mean, is it, does it get any better than Holtman? He's just, he's unbelievable. But I, I, EJ is awesome, awesome person, awesome family, awesome teammate incredible basketball player and it you're right like we got to give the man his flowers like he he is an all an all-time great ohio state basketball player and hopefully the season ends in an extremely positive note doesn't can't be more negative note than last year um but you know when i think about ej i think about the fact that like i hosted the kid the kid ej liddell like on his official visit
1: and was he a junior in high school? He at was at that time or a, did he a rising senior about to be a senior yeah, for the so, official visit. Okay.
2: And, uh, I just remember like, you know, every, every pitch is the same. It's like, Hey man, like you come here, you're going to be a legend. Ohio state
1: fans love you. It's, there's no better <laughs> school than tell, Ohio state. You tell that to everybody, right? Yeah. But like with yeah. him,
2: it was like a little bit different because he clearly cared about leaving a legacy wherever he went. And beyond wanting great teammates and a great coaching staff, like he wanted to go to a place where, like you know, when he left his footprint, and he left his fingerprints all over the program. You know, like it was a big deal, and he has been since day one of all about the team, which is unique, I think. Yeah,
1: it's, you know, and, and not not sorry to cut you off no. when you are in a recruiting class, and, and we haven't really had that guy that the whole recruiting world has looked at and said high five star. Right, yeah, EJ was really really good, but there's another separation from those high five star guys totally. And Kentucky's all over them, and Duke and North Carolina. You got a Luke Kennard kid in the state of Ohio, right? We're losing him, he's going even. D'Angelo Russell was maybe one service had him as a five star. He was a McDonald's All American, he was, he was, you're right. So, that's another thing that matters when you get into that group. You're talking about the best 25 players in the country. Exactly. That's substantial. He's the last one we've had, right? Yeah. D'Angelo? Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, what I'm saying about EJ is you have to do the work. You've got to come in, and it's like you said, something had to be wired in him as he was going through those last couple of years as a high school basketball player where he wasn't just skating by off of his talent and being better than most guys in his district or league or conference, whatever they call it there, in in uh, the St. Louis metro area. right? He had to do that because there were some other pretty big guys in that class too. A lot of us were looking at Alonzo Gaffney and looking at the build and the body type, how just basketball loves that lanky 6'9", 215-pound guy, right? And say, right. man, what a canvas right there. No, no, no. EJ just came in and just blew all those guys out of the water. And you could see it basically 10 games in. By the time the Big Ten schedule rolled around, he had the Illinois game. Yep. And then you're like, okay, this guy's a right. real deal. Next year, you know, he is a freshman now, and we got our guys, you know, Caleb's still here, but next year, put this guy on watch for Big Ten First or second team, and then the year after, put him on watch for conference player of the year. Hundred percent. And look where he is. It's, it's unbelievable. He's following it
2: to a T. He's he's a testament of of exactly what you're saying. Putting in the work and not expecting to go one and done like every kid does. Like run your own race. You know, he he came in and contributed as a freshman. He was a star as a sophomore, and now he's a superstar, all American, and he's going to be an NBA draft pick. Like it's just so exciting, and it. I can't stress enough that it couldn't happen to a greater kid. The dude is awesome. Best smile in college basketball for a reason. I mean, he's just, he's putting the work, he's changed his game, he's changed his body, he's the ultimate team guy, and it's just, it's a testament to the coaching staff and to himself. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's really exciting, and I love, love, love the fact that, you know, it is his last ride, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, like start start remembering EJ Liddell now, obviously a lot of basketball to play, like
1: Holt said, but... Like, this is it. I want to uh, I want to talk more about EJ coming up here. And I didn't get into his NBA potential. I think we saw some glimpses when Duke was out here. Yeah. And we saw, you know, what the next level for EJ could look like. But we don't have to... It's not news. You're not seeing EJ Liddell on any first-round mocks at this hour. So what does that mean for him? Because we are sitting here talking, and it's... It's pretty much been presented to us by your coach that this is it for him. So, and it was it for Dwayne Washington, although we didn't know it was it for Dwayne Washington. But look what he's starting to do with the Indiana Pacers, and it's cool to see. EJ is projected to be drafted in the second round, but that's about where you see him. But you know there's got to be another level. So we'll talk about that coming up. And uh, we've also got that special gift, that special talent that you possess that I want you to show You'll be able to display it to all the fans out there. It's it's quite impressive. I, I will tell you that this is the Buckeye Show on the Fan.
0: In our quest to shove as much football in your ear hole as possible, we become the radio home for the Browns. If they're awesome, it's all our fault. The Fan, the home of Big Ten championships
1: and future first rounders.
0: You're listening to the Buckeye Show.
1: Timmy Hall and Joey Lane. Hanging out with all you fine Buckeye fans today. So, I, I will say, I, I have seen now EJ Liddell appearing in some late first-round mock drafts. Nothing too consistent, though, to your Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, that, well, that's just the fun pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what mock it's drafts Garrett Wilson are all about. To the Browns. I love how they have the Cavs picking that low. Yeah. Hey, sure. But I, you got a goodness. Bulls fan here, so... I- I just... Hey, man, game and a half back. First
2: place in that, the East. I mean, that's pretty exciting. It I, is. It's... It's... it's. Hey, I got so... I got more Cleveland fans than I know what to do with them as friends, so I'm good with it.
1: I, look, I don't root against the Cavs. Look what one great pick in the lottery can do for you, it's like a, Evan Mobley. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And back-to-back great picks,
2: because Darius Garland is unbelievable. Who... Do you know who recruited Darius Garland to Vanderbilt?
1: Yes, Jake. Is it Jake Debes, Diebler? Deves. Yep. Wow, it's pretty exciting. Was he like the big guy on that recruitment? He was the guy. He was, he the, was guy. the guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And wasn't Darius Garland basically out his whole last yeah, he year? Tore his
2: ACL. And his was he
1: there. a one and done guy, Vandy? Yeah, one and done. So he like, didn't play. One and play. done is a stretch. He was yeah. at four
2: games and done.
1: That's insane. Yeah. And the Cavs.
2: Take and he was incredible him. when he, he was incredible when he was playing too. For he, four games, yeah, he was like like Kyrie. <laughs> like Twenty five like a game. Kyrie was incredible, yeah. but he was hurt. Yeah, like
1: like triple doubles, incredible. Yeah, he was awesome. That's insane. And so the Cavs, they're not really taking him on a whim, but you're taking a guy a, coming off of a devastating taking a injury, on him, taking, injury a taking a little bit of a chance, and yeah. look how it's paid off. And the the thing about Garland is that everybody just speaks so glowingly of him. You had Rajon Rondo coming over, and he was he was just super excited. Yeah, to play with that's the guy pretty cool like R- Rajon Rondo was excited to go to the Cavaliers because of Darius Garland and what a good guy he is and he's gonna be an all-star yeah it's it's pretty cool it's really cool but EJ Liddell what do you see with his game a lot of the profiles that I read and just what I think in my own mind is a couple of possessions he had against Paolo Bancaro against Duke told me everything that I needed to know Now, it's another thing to have that edge and that nastiness and that consistency be there all the time because with his frame, 6'7", 240, and the way he's going to have to play and learn to play in that league, he's going to need it all the time, but he had that defensive possession on him that he just stayed on his feet. He was on his cues and he ended it by packing his shot yep. and then took it from him and then started the break the other way. I was just like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like just, that, I, that I, is
2: it. EJ is the, yes. he's the clearest example of a guy that you'll take because you know, he's got an incredibly high floor, Yeah, but maybe he doesn't have the highest ceiling as, or as much potential That's as a good one way to these, put it as one of these one and done raw, talented five-star recruits out of college from a Duke or a, you know, North Carolina, like we were talking about. But, I see EJ as being a guy who can contribute right away. He's been there, done that. He's so good on defense, which every team is going to love. Like, they don't have to worry about this guy on defense. He can guard one through four probably in the NBA. He's a great shot blocker, obviously. Oh, and
1: that will, that will. It's a huge deal. He will block shots in the league. Exactly. Because he has lift. Oh, yeah. Whoa. And he's shown yeah. glimpses of
2: every single piece of the game, taking guys off the dribble, hitting open threes. Hitting contested pull-ups and his post game. I mean, like he's a great finisher. I mean, he dunks everything that he wants to. So, whatever team gets him is going to get a pretty underrated, undervalued
1: yeah, guy. I, I do think, even here when we focus on him in college basketball, his hardcore just talking about low post play, like footwork on the blocks back to the basket, like true throwback big man style stuff. I think he can get much better at that. Sure. You know, I mean, but all those other facets of the game, I think those are his strong suits. And yeah, his strengths. yeah. I mean, the fact
2: that his go-to move is like you know going over the right shoulder, which is not typical for a right-handed guy, and fading away. Is, I mean, that's that's his go-to post move, but right. like that's not that's not Zet Keys' go-to post
1: move, right? So you need like I that agree. hammer dribble, that drop step, seal yeah, your guy baby, off, baby go go left hook reverse, yeah, yeah right side seal guy off, go to the left you know window, yeah, type of stuff. But you know, he's. He's got such, that was a great way to put it, a floor where I I see him as like a 10 and five guy, nine and five guy as a rookie, 12 year NBA career. Like maybe his ceiling is maybe like a 14, 15 a game guy. Sure. But that's, that's a hell of a career. Yeah, And And if he's going to be, you know, late first
2: round, mid second round, that's great stuff. Going to a contender probably or at least a very good team that probably needs a guy like him, you know, like at that point you're drafting guys that
1: you want to help win a championship, you know?
2: Yeah. So So we
1: we agree. Yeah. There's going to be some wiggle room for what he ultimately, what if I sat here and was like, he's going to be a terrible NBA player. You you wouldn't say that. (laughs) I know you wouldn't say that because it's just, it's just not true. And I expect that you'd say that if it were going to be true. Right, Right. But I, I think he's basically a lock to have an eight year stay minimum in the nba i would agree and he won't get kicked out like he'll start there he might not be the best and he's not gonna start right away you know what i mean he'll start in the nba right not on like the g league team and he's gonna hang you know he's gonna have like totally some ebbs and flows in his career sure but he's gonna be a a player that hangs around so here's here's what i want to do with you now this is something that i found out about joey lane about a month or two ago one of the last times we hosted a couple shows in a given week and we were walking out of here, and he told me something interesting. He told me that I could give him any NBA team. Not only is he able to name, like, think think about it, right? Like, we've got NBA fans, and then we've got NBA fans. Like, you couldn't show me the New Orleans Pelicans or just say, New Orleans Pelicans, I couldn't give you five guys on that team. There was a day maybe when I was a kid, and all I did was just stare at this stuff. And I was better with that kind of memory and stats and, and standings and things like that. But Joey can not only do the players, more impressive than that, he can give you colleges and countries where the internationals are from. Almost to a T. So we're gonna try it right now. I am going to go. I'm gonna go over to the New York Knicks. Okay? Okay. Because I think the Knicks. Now I'm nervous. You talked it up. I mean, the Knicks hey, suck. Even though they're fifth, well, they're fifth in their division. That does suck. They're 23 and 26. With a lot
2: of, they had a lot of. So
1: here we go. Uh, potential this year. A lot of, uh, you know,
2: the the dangerous word of, you know, expect expectations.
1: Bodie, you got any uh, dinger slash buzzer action over there? Give me one second. Yeah. So I'll start you off with an easy one. Ryan oh, Arshadiano. <laughs> Villanova. Villanova. Yeah. Easy. Right. I didn't even know he's on the Knicks. That's exciting. RJ Barrett. There's the Dookie. Mm hmm. That's good. Alec with a C. Burks.
2: I. It's a tough one. This is my black and no, gold thing. Is it Colorado? Yes. It's Colorado. Sorry.
1: I like to build it up a little bit. I mean, Evan Fournier. France. Yes. Oh, my God. No college. Taj Gibson. Looks like. Uh, I
2: mean, Common. All-time bull great. It's common, also all-time Chicago great. Yeah. USC. do not he look like Common? Yeah.
1: Just, not wrong just 10 inches taller. <laughs> Quinton Grimes. Houston. And? Kansas. <laughs> Miles
2: McBride. Should have been an Ohio State Buckeye, but he went to West Virginia.
1: Nerlens Noel.
2: Kentucky. Yeah.
1: Oh, this guy got a lot of his rookie cards floating around. Emmanuel Quickly, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Julius Randall, um, Kentucky. <laughs> Cam Reddish, Duke.
2: Derek Rose, Chicago Bull legend, Memphis. Jericho Sims, that's a really hard one. I, no, no, no. I do know Texas. You know Texas. Sorry, I had to. It took me a second.
1: Burn orange because I had
2: to picture the guy. I don't even know who he is for a second.
1: Obi, there's no stopping, topping. I wish he was a bull. Come on, Dayton, Kemba Walker, UConn, Bad a thousand. Everybody, that's
2: I will say, Bad a thousand. That is probably the easiest team because they have. Ev- it's they're all college legends. It's a lot of it's a lot of Duke, Duke and Kentucky, Kentucky on that right.
1: one, but still. Very good. Thank you. I gotta you. queue up I gotta queue up another team for you here, though. We're gonna try another one. You're right. We did get a lot of Kentucky and we got a lot of Duke. There. It was a good good start. We gotta go a good we gotta go obscure here. Bodie, what do you what do you view as one of the more obscure NBA teams? Let's go with the uh the Kings. That's that's, that's a good one more that's, than the Kings. That is as obscure as it gets. The former Cincinnati slash Omaha <laughs> Royals. We go to the Sacramento Kings or uh, Cincinnati, and then Kansas City slash Omaha Royals. Right. All right. Pulling up the uh, eighteen and thirty-two Sacramento Kings, fifth in the Pacific Division. My goodness, that sucks. Now uh, there's some easy ones in here to start out, but this one does get a little tricky. Marvin Bagley the third, Duke, mm-hmm. <laughs> Harrison Barnes, North Carolina. Who was his? Who was his high school teammate? He was high school, te- let's see, he's from Ames, Iowa, yep. so Kansas would have wanted him. Um, you're, th- you're the right area, but not Kansas. Oh, was uh, a McDermott his high school teammate? Correct. See, I can play, th- Doggy, I can do this. Doggy McBuckets. I, I can hang with him. <laughs> There's your own ding. Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis. Shooting guard. Six foot four.
2: I don't think I know this one. I, I didn't even know he was on the Terrence Davis. Is he Houston also? No, 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 no.
1: No, no. No. No, I don't know. Oh no. Where was the uh I, I, don't, I don't want to hint. What was it, that dude names what was that dude's name? Marshall Henderson. Oh, he's old Miss? Old Miss. Yeah. Right. Terrence See, Terrence there, there, Davis, he, Ole Miss. I
2: couldn't I I I literally See, I need to at least know the player. I don't know. I
1: feel bad. I don't know. Her. You're you're going to go streaking here, though. Okay. I'm confident. De'Aaron Fox. Kentucky. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton. Iowa State. Played against him. Maurice Harkless. St. John? Yeah. Is Z- it Johnny? John, there, there you go. S. No S on St. John Arena, yeah, people. Sorry, it's, it's in, S on St. John's. Tell,
2: you can see that it was ingrained in my brain to say St. John, not
1: St. John's. Buddy Heald. Oklahoma please get this one <laughs> Rashawn Holmes he is oh no we're not far away we're in the state Rashawn Holmes 6 foot 10 center he's making over 10 I million know. bucks a year oh no and Urban I kn- Meyer used to be there Bowling Green Dan Dockett used- yep Bowling Green. I knew, you don't get that one. Yeah, I got too many clues. I,
2: I knew it was a Mac. I would have. If honestly, I would have guessed like Akron, which is not. I knew that wasn't right. Damian
1: Jones was he Vandy? Yes. Okay. Good. Whew. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Len, Maryland. Hmm. Isn't Len the the group that did "Steal My Sunshine"? Burr, 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 you lose it. All no? I know of my brain is college basketball. Sorry, or is that fun or something? I don't know. Um, Davion Mitchell, Baylor. Yes. Tristan Thompson, Texas. Robert Woodard II. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that name know, in my entire no, no, life. Neither, have, neither <laughs> of That is, yeah. Mississippi State.
2: Uh, dang it,
1: Jameus is- Ramsey, Texas Tech. Yes. Yep. Luis King. Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Luther, Luther Muhammad's Luther Mohammed's high school teammate. Yes. Luther Mohammed's high school teammate. Yes, that's pretty good for the Sacramento Kings. Where's my there he, there you go. Play him out. I that feel was like that awesome. could have been better. That was pretty good for two NBA rosters right there. All right, Chris Holtman's name is already appearing in some articles about the Louisville gig. How real a chance is that? We'll talk about it next. It's the Buckeye Show on The Fan.
0: Whatever you're doing right now, just know that Bo Bishop is enjoying a sip of bourbon. Even if this promo is playing in the morning. No judgment. Ah, sweet morning drinking. The Fan. The show that knows how to throw a big, giant Buckeye Buckeye party. You're listening to The Buckeye Show.
1: Well, hopefully we'll be partying a little bit harder at 10 o'clock after the Buckeyes get this win. I'm Timmy Hall. That's Joey Lane. Party on, Joey. Party on, Tim. Tell the people the bad news, though.
2: Uh, uh, Jamari wheeler list tonight. wheeler list. The wheel fell off. Right. First game that he's missed in five years. Oh. It's insane. First Somebody, game. That means he's hurt. Yeah. Like, he's hurt, hurt. And then you got Purdue...
1: Him up back. on Sunday. He'll be, He'll be
2: back. If he was a game time decision, I. Uh, yeah. I mean, who
1: knows? Maybe even Justice Sewing will be back. How about the little <laughs> video that they put out for Michi Johnson with the mask? That Very was cool. a nifty way by the video team to say that he's active, that he's playing.
2: Totally. Yeah. So I mean, we lose Jamari Gain Michi. It's I wouldn't say it's a net even, but it's close. No, Jimmy will need to play, and 100%. we'll need to be ready. Hundred percent. So it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, Battle is playing for Minnesota. Um. So. We came out on the short end of the stick injury wise, I would say. Uh and it's gonna be tough. Jamari Wheeler is he's the leader, he's the head of the snake. That's what Holt calls every point guard on every team we play. He's the head of the snake. So it's a bummer. It, but learn a little bit more about this team and, and it makes it makes the win a lot sweeter, and then not not that I'm a negative guy, but like if somehow, some way we were to lose this game, at least we have an excuse to blame it on.
1: All right, so you saw the news that chris mack is out at louisville that could not have gone worse Quite, quite literally they were looking good and you do wonder you'll sit back and wonder about the pandemic season and when the tournament was canceled the kind of momentum that you could build with a great run in any ncaa tournament i mean it makes or breaks careers that tourney and they were really good he was okay in his first year Got them. I think they finished second in the ACC in his second season, and then it just crashed hard in the last two seasons, and now they were 11 and 9. He got himself suspended for the first six games of the season. He's out just like that. Not even four years. All that great stuff he did at Xavier, done. Out at Louisville. It- Maybe it's a testament
2: to the grass isn't always greener. I've, I've always said that. Uh, I mean, but... Xavier's a great spot. Louisville's always been like his dream job, if you're in his yeah. circle or whatever, and there was the job that he would leave Xavier for. I mean, Z- he's an old Xavier alum, right? So, I mean, it must have been a hard decision, but yeah, what a bummer. And he, apparently, he's saying he's never going to coach again, which, have you ever believed a coach that said, oh, I'm man.
1: done, this is it? Yeah, and I, f- I found it strange the way, like, come on, we're all like... We all want to be remembered for doing something great. You're lying to yourself and everybody else if you say differently, especially if you're someone like Chris Mack whose career has led him down a path to get to that point. Yeah. You care. Right. All right. That stuff that he said, I didn't like it. I, I really didn't like it much about I'm good. You know, I mean, it's fine to say, Yes, I've got my family. I'm going to lean on them. But he kind of brushed it off. Spoke, Do you read those comments? He was like, I'm good. I'm going to be fine. Uh, I got a great life. Yeah, spoken uh, like a guy who's making 130k dollars thirty K a month for the next not, four years. It's not about that for these guys anymore. Right. Of course you've got money. It is weird. You're to, not to, doing this for the money. You're doing it for the legacy, for the pride, for doing something yeah, great. it's
2: hard for a competitive guy to be like i'm okay with going out yes. on the bottom it's yeah, the i
1: can't take that it's yeah. similar
2: but different because tom brady's old but like if tom brady retired and was like i'm good like well it'd yeah. be weird
1: he's not leaving he's not getting fired yeah the end of his playing career is right. done it'd be another thing it, it's his decision yeah. this wasn't
2: chris mack's decision
1: bill belichick if it if it ends in turmoil in new england look what he did though yeah look what he did oh chris yeah. mack just had four years then poof about as bad as That's four not years could have gone i'm not good with that like no nobody yeah. would but yeah chris holtman's name pops up everywhere now right of course popped up even for unc for just a little bit but there so was, scary there was nothing it. there i know you're <laughs> scared and the espn article and espn plus that i popped uh, through here has mick cronin and there's no ranking here it just says the potential candidates at the bottom of the article Like He's gone. Now where do we go? This is a big gig we're talking about. This is Louisville basketball. Top top 10 job in the country. Denny Crum in 1971 to Rick Pitino in 2017. And now here we are. So Mick Cronin's on there. Ah, I don't know about that one. Next one, though, is Bruce Pearl. You talk about a hot name. And then the third one listed, and again, I don't know if it's in any particular order, is Chris Holtman. Your thoughts?
2: Well, I think it's no secret that Holtman's dream job is Kentucky. And And that's not Kentucky. It's not Kentucky, but (laughs) it's a rival. But it's similar. It's very close. Mm -hmm. It's the same par. Honestly, I mean, you talk about me, my friends have this argument all the time. What are the top five, top ten jobs in college basketball? There's no doubt in my mind that Louisville is definitely top ten and maybe even top five. Oh, yeah. And Ohio State, like it or not, is more in the top 15, top 20 range. So... I agree. I mean... Holtman would be taking a jump, but at what cost, right? I mean, it doesn't get much the grass is always greener. Right. Them? Exactly. It doesn't get much better than Ohio state. You know, the idea of Louisville's a basketball school, Ohio state's a football school, that might be intriguing or might be deterring depending on the guy. I would imagine that. And I don't, and I've had conversations with Holt candidly about, you know, like anybody, he's got a, you know, a ladder that he wants to climb, whether that's to the NBA or to the Dukes and Kentuckys of the world. But Yeah, would I be surprised if he left? Of course, but like Louisville's a pretty darn good job. I mean,
1: I'm mentally preparing myself. I need people to start talking me off the edge. I I will try to keep doing that. But uh, we are going to do our final warm-up for the Buckeyes at the Gophers tonight. We're going to check in with the captain, our guy Ron Stokes. He's going to give us some final updates. we got a couple of those on the injury front. We'll do this next. It's the Buckeyes show on the fan. If the fan were a baseball team,
0: Morning Juice would be our leadoff hitter. A leadoff hitter who's slow and hits lots of homers. Weekdays starting at 6. The fan.